Jim Newsom, <clears throat> pardon me, this is Truth in the Word, on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the uh, first day of June 2020. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. I'm going to continue on today in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. Before we do, let's pray. Father, bless your word today. That which we speak is your word will go forth and do what it's called to do. will not come back void. We ask you today, Lord, that you touch the hearts and the minds of every individual that's going to listen to this broadcast today. You see every need, every situation, and Lord, it's your word that brings help. It's your word that heals and delivers and sets free. We give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm going to talk today about the promise of rest. Rest. Uh, much emphasis on that word today. Uh, where people recoup, uh, calm down, you know, um, uh, just enter into a place where they can relax, so to speak, because of the pressures of this world. But we're going to talk today about the true rest, which is only in Jesus Christ, in his word, in his spirit, in his power. Um, when I was in the service, uh, after we would go on, on on certain things, we would have what we call R&R, which is rest and recuperation. So we're going to talk about that today in the spiritual realm. Rest and recuperation, or restoration, which is also a promise of God. He, he promises us rest, and he promises restoration through his word. Sometimes things are a process. Sometimes things don't, don't come overnight. You can't afford to lose your faith. You can't, in these days in which we're living, you must, you must uh, seek God and ask him to help you to keep your faith at a high level, to give you faith above faith, faith upon faith. The Bible says every believer has the faith of the grain of a mustard seed, which is enough, according to what Jesus said, to move mountains. But there's even more faith. The Bible declares there's a fruit of faith. The gift of faith. In other words, we believe God. Without faith, the Bible says, it's impossible to please God. You must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So we're going to dive in today to Hebrews chapter 4. And the writer says, let us, verse 1, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into describes his rest, pronoun, which means, of course, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And any of you should seem to come short of it. Now, in the Old Testament, the word for rest was Shabbat. And it means to desist from exertion. 
Uh, it also means relationship. Um, to uh, take away burdens, situations, and circumstances. The Bible says he'll give, it a gar- give us a garment of praise or the spirit of heaviness. Can you relate today to the spirit of heaviness? In other words, things that bear on our minds in every realm of our life, in our homes, on our jobs, in our nation, our circumstances, what what is going on in the world today, which is uh, chaotic, uh, clearly, in my opinion, pointing towards the second coming of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or the rapture of the church, I might say. And the Bible says in the book of Luke that men's hearts will fail them. What they see coming on the face of the earth, so many times, you know, we put that in the physical realm, which that's possible, of course, but also means their faith will fail them. Their belief system will break down. See, there's only one foundation that we can believe on today, and that's the belief in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. You must believe that he's the Son of God, that he was incarnated, the Bible says, that he was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So there's many quote-unquote therapies today. We hear that word a lot, therapy this and therapy that. But the greatest therapy, in my opinion, and I believe the Bible uh, stands for this also, is a communion and a relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul said that I might know him and the power of, of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it gives us power to become the sons of God. If we believe on the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he says, let us therefore, what fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest and should seem to come short of it. So it's non-rest will destroy our faith. Fear and anxiety, which is very, very prevalent today, will destroy our faith. The Word of God says, be careful or anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and thanksgiving, make your supplications being known to God. And the God of the God of all peace, through Jesus Christ, shall keep your hearts and your minds. For he gives us not the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. His perfect love is casting out all fear. So we can't afford to regress. We must progress within these last days. We, we can't become passive in our, in, 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 in our fervency towards Jesus Christ. Psalmist David said, like a deer or a heart pants after the water, so does my soul pant after you. He's everything today. He's your incoming, your outgoing, my incoming, my outgoing. A high tower, present help in the time of trouble. And there's trouble all around us today. So he says, let us therefore rest, let their promise being left of us entering, entering into his rest. In 1 John 2.25 
And this is the promise that he had promised us even eternal life. So this seals our destiny, our belief system. And it's the right belief system. Jesus Christ came to this earth, being all God, became man, died on the cross, laid in the grave, on the third day was resurrected, ascended into heaven, set by the Father's right hand, and the Bible declares it's coming back soon. Peter talks about a restoration, and there shall be a restitution of all things. When God in his sovereignty will put back everything that's been broken. Where the uh, uh, lamb will lay down beside the wolf, that animals will no longer be carnivores. Where uh, children, the Bible declares, can put their hands in snake dens. See, the violence is gone. The animosity towards God will be gone. The rebellion towards God will be gone. And that's that's the ultimate rest. But while we're waiting on that, the writer of this book, which I believe is to be Paul, talks about a rest of the believer. And he says that we should seem to come short of it. In other words, it's a it's a promise that to the believer that we have a place, a Goshen, so to speak, a quiet place. The best therapy is Holy Ghost therapy. Truly, the Spirit of God is the only one that can give you a garment of praise. My Lord, help us today. For spirit of heaviness. Seek Him. The depth of God will never understand. His ways will never be our ways. His thoughts will never be our thoughts. He's sovereign. He's so, so, so light years and light years and light years above us. But yet the Bible says that we were made a little lower than the angels. And he's mindful of us, the psalmist David said. Though he doesn't want us to come short of that which he has provided. We can't afford to lose out now. We can't afford to regress. If we quit believing, if your, if your belief system is under attack today and your faith is under attack, then get alone with the Lord and Savior, and in a quiet place, and ask him to restore you. Pick up the word of God and approach it as being the word of God. And the Bible says we're going to learn that the word of God is quick and powerful. It's able to do that which he sent it to do. It's alive. It's alive. Verse 2, Hebrews 4. For unto us, plural, was the gospel, or the good news, preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So not only hearing the word, but believing the word. So you've got to hear it in order to believe it, but when you hear it, you must believe it. For unto us is the gospel, the good news, of Jesus Christ, the only gospel that there is, the only really good news that there is. But it says that many did not profit 
because it was not being mixed with faith. In other words, they didn't believe it. It fell on, as, as the Lord talked about the parable of the sower, it fell on stony ground. It did not take root. Maybe for a little bit it brought a, just, you know, just a tad of excitement, but yet it didn't take root in the person's soul, in their mind, in their spirit, in their psychic, so to speak. Because see, the Word says that if we meditate upon God's Word, that He will keep us in perfect peace. So you might want to call this the ultimate therapy, is the reading and retention of God's Word. So it has to be mixed with faith. In other words, you have to believe it. Faith is the finished work of Christ. Faith in the finished work of Christ and nothing else. You can't mix him. You can't bring him in. You can include him in every uh, ism and schism that's going through the world today. But everybody claims to have an answer that has to have an alternative to Christ. That, that's circumventing the ways of God. That's, that, that's a Tower of Babel mentality. First, first, what Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, for this cause... Also, thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which he heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, there you go, but as it is the truth, the word of God, with what effectively worketh also in you, listen, that believe. So there you go, must be mixed with faith. You can read it, but you've got to believe it. And how do you believe? With faith. And the Holy Spirit helps you. For he confirms his word out of the mouths of two and three. The word of God says, taste of me and see if I'm not good. He said, my arm's not shortened and neither is my ear cauliflower that I can not hear the cries of my people. He, he who lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And he'll give it to you. The good news preached, but not received through faith. Not mixed with faith. The ingredient that's needed to allow the word of God to take root in your life. And it's needed, so needed today. There's so many words being spoken today. So many people talking. But we need to hear that still, small voice of God, which encourages us, unctions us, Gives us the foundation to stand on in these very, 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 very troubling times. Verse 3. For we which have believed, now listen, do enter into rest. As he said, who said? The Lord. I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So something we don't build upon, something uh, that we enter into, something that's already there, like the Holy Ghost has already come. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, the outpouring of the Spirit, God is not a God of lack. The Bible says he gives his Spirit pressed down, will not open the windows of heaven and pour out of my Spirit, he says. 
For we which have believed, there's, there's the key. You've got to believe, and that's the only way you enter into rest. So faith is the key to, to entering into the rest of God, which is like no other rest there is. We see so much talk today. I hear people all the time, I can't sleep. My mind, I've, I've heard this, how many times have you heard that? How many times have I said it? My mind will not shut down. I wish I wish they'd invent a switch to shut my mind off. People have said I wake up in the middle of the night and I've got to make sure to go back to sleep before my mind starts. The anxiety, the uh, uh, the worry, which is there, and the only thing that counteracts worry is belief in God. Having a foundation, which is Jesus Christ. For I give you not the spirit of fear, he said, but of power, self-control, love, and a sound mind. He says, my perfect love, or we'll say this again, Cast out all fear. He says, if I sworn by my wrath, if they enter to my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. In other words, we're entering to something that's already been done. The Bible declares that Jesus Christ was crucified from the foundation of the world. So the great plan of God always has been to send his son to save whosoever will. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained, foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for me and for so it's Jesus Christ and it's him crucified verse 4 for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise and God did rest the seventh day we'll talk about that the Shabbat from all his work he wasn't tired he just he just ceased and desisted from creating he was admiring his creation, which we were a very big part of that, mankind. Of the seventh day, or the Sabbath, the Sabbath. In Genesis 2, verse 2, And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because, or set it apart, because that it, he had rested from all his work which God created and made for the purpose of God. So the rest is set aside. The rest, the the way of rest is already here. It's it's already taken care of. It's been provided. There's only one. One, one way you can rest, and it's in Jesus Christ. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground. Is sinking sand. We don't, we can't have alternatives. We can't have other ways of escapism. 
It's only through Christ. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Seek me, and you shall find me. Call upon me, and I will deliver you. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 5. Hebrews 4, 5. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. In other words, you got to come in. Doors open. The door is already open. Psalms 95, verse 7. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, listen now, if you hear his voice, listen, harden not your heart as in the provocation, or when they provoke God. And as the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I agreed with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Wow. So what's the main hindrance of not entering into the rest of God? They do err. In their heart. Last time we talked about an evil heart of unbelief. You must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of those that seek him with diligence. Pressing in. Verse 6. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein. And they to whom it was first preached entereth not in. Because of why? Unbelief. So in order to enter into the rest of God, provided, already provided from the foundation of the world, then we must believe. Believe what? Believe that God is God the Father, that Jesus is God's Son, the Holy Ghost is the third person of the Trinity, that the Word of God is inspired and written, and every word means what it says. That we rightly divide the word of truth. So to show yourself approved a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. That the word of God is the foundation by which we uh, we stand upon. He sent his word and healed us. The word also is the written word, but also the word is a person with a logos, which is Jesus Christ. And the word became flesh. In him was the light of light of uh, the light of God. But men loved darkness rather than light. So we have a choice. Every time we walk into a room, you can either turn on the light switch or you can, you know, try to make it across the room and hope the furniture hasn't been moved <laughs> and stumble. But the light of God is meant for us. It's a lamp unto our feet. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet. Unbelief. Unbelief. So it's God's it's God's will to all be saved. The scripture says in Second Peter three, verse nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. For some men count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any 
should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And they enter not. Why? Because they didn't believe the gospel. The gospel is a very simple thing. It's all based on Jesus Christ. He's the author finisher of our faith. And if you take anything away from that gospel, you add anything to, it's no longer the gospel. It's another Jesus. Paul warned, he said, stay away from people who preach another Jesus. He called it his gospel because he preached it. But it's actually the gospel of who? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He preached it. It was the only thing he preached. Verse 7. Again, he limited a certain day, saying to David, too long after so long a time, as it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, listen, harden not your hearts with an evil heart of unbelief. That's a problem. You must believe that he is. Talking about God and a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Don't let your faith be taken away from you today by circumstance, by situation, by other people pushing, pushing other winds of doctrine. Beware, don't be tossed to and fro. The Word of God says, but other winds of doctrine. In other words, maybe preaching a little Jesus, but adding something into it, see. He must be preached. Totally, fully. He must be put at the center. He must be lifted up that all men might be drawn unto him. Harden not your hearts. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. I have heard thee in a time accepted, but in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold now, it is accepted. Behold now, for today is the day of salvation. Things can be turned around in your life if you believe. Years ago, when I was a young man, I heard the song, Only Believe, Only Believe. All things are possible. Only believe. Only believe. Only have faith. That was raised in church. Faith was instilled in me from a child. But yet down through the years, there's things to try to attack my faith. To make me disbelieve the word of God. If you get the word in you, I mean, the prophet said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. Who said to Jeremiah? Like fire shut up in my bones. In other words, at times in our lives, it stirs up because it's a seed that's planted in your life. One water's. One plants, one waters, but it's God that brings the increase. Today, if you will hear his voice and harden not your hearts. Verse 8. And if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? For Jesus had given them rest, then would he not have spoken of another day? this is talking about Joshua. Entering into the land of Canaan, a type of rest provided by who? Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the promised land. See, 
the prophets of old and the leaders of old understood the concept of the Messiah. That on this earth there are temporary points of rest. But there's coming a day in ultimate rest when we will be in the presence of Jesus Christ. When he will, the word of God says, the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of God and his Christ. So if if what Joshua, through his leadership, have given a rest, which which he, he 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 led them into the promised land, but it wasn't in Joshua. Total rest is in Jesus Christ. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Have your sins been forgiven? Are you established today in Jesus Christ? On Christ alone I place my trust. His cornerstone is solid ground. (laughs) He took on the wrath of God that me and you might not receive the wrath of God. Not even death, according to the word of God, has power over the believer. Paul said, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Paul said about death, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Verse 9. There remained therefore a rest to the people of God. There remained therefore a Sabbath. A Sabbat. To the people of God. In other words, what the law couldn't do. The law pointed to Christ. The law is our schoolmaster. The law is a mirror. The law pointed out sin, but the law cannot save us. It takes Jesus Christ to fulfill the law. We are justified by faith that we have in Jesus. Thank God today that we live under grace and mercy. Where would any of us be had not been for grace and had not been for what mercy? Verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased to owe from his own works, as God did from his. Hmm. So, this flies in the face of, we're saved by works. Now, I know what James said. That works, faith is dead. In other words, faith is going to produce works. But works alone will not save us. For he that is entered into his rest, the rest of Jesus Christ, he also has ceased from his own works, We are saved only in believing in Jesus Christ, and nothing we we ever did or will do will save us. For his rest is the plan of redemption. For there remains a rest unto the people of God that believe, that cease from their own works, that are justified by faith and faith alone, saved by grace and mercy, grace and mercy alone, nothing added. You can't do enough religious things to get saved. Verse what eleven. Let us what labor or press, therefore to enter into the rest, lest any man should fall after the same example of unbelief or disobedience. 
God expects obedience. Obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. Now study this stuff. We need to labor. Press. In other words, not, not work. We press, spiritually speaking. We let the Spirit of God work on us. We let the Spirit of God separate us from the things that are keeping us from entering into the rest that's provided by Jesus Christ. Lay aside every weight of sin that so easily, the Bible says, beset us. And unbelief is sin. You must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. The root of the fall of any believer is when we stop believing in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his finished work at the cross. That's what's all at. That's the foundation of the gospel. Is Jesus Christ being our sacrifice, our substitute, being the first fruits of death, the third day come out of the grave, ascending into heaven, sitting by the Father's right hand, and soon coming back. After a people, by the way, that believe. Are you looking for him today? Verse 12. For the word of God... It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Study that. The Word of God is alive. Alive and powerful. With life in it. Romans 8.11 But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or liven your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Peter says we're lively stones. (laughs) In us is the life of Jesus Christ. Sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing. Piercing the inner man, dealing with our attempts and our thoughts. In other words, the, the Word of God reads us, deals with us, cuts into us, changes us, will allow it. It's an important word, very important. First Corinthians 14.25 And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest, and so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of truth. So the secrets of the heart, the Word of God penetrates and reveals. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, will teach us and talk to us about our own shortcomings and downfalls. We're not set to judge other people. The Bible says get the mote out of your own eye before you try to get the mote out of somebody else's eye. Verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest while in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Mm. All-knowing, all-present, all-sovereign God. There's nothing that's not manifest in his, eye, in his sight because God is the creator of all things. In Job 26, 6, hell is naked before him and destruction hath no covering. <laughs> Job had some understanding, didn't he? Some wisdom. 
The Bible says it's appointed unto man wants to die, and then the judgment. Everybody's going to stand before God with nothing they can hide. The secrets thing will be revealed. That which has been hidden shall be revealed. Verse, verse 14. Seeing then, listen, we have a great high priest passing to the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. In other words, the one that's went before us, a great high priest. The Bible is called after the order of Humakethedek. Hebrews 2.17, Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. So he took on flesh, lived in the flesh, understood the flesh, was tempted in the flesh, be it overcome in every area, and become our high priest, who sits by the Father's right hand, making intercession for me and you, who's touched with our infirmities, who put the blood on the mercy seat in heaven and sat down. In other words, there remains no more sacrifice. doesn't do you any good to sacrifice animals. We don't live under that system. Well, Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Neither can the blood of bulls or goats or sheep or anything else take away sin, according to what the Word of God says. Let us hold fast. Don't let a spirit of unbelief or an evil heart of unbelief come into your life. Hebrews 10, 21, having a high priest over the house of God. Verse, verse 15, for we have not a high priest, listen, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our own infirmity. Now, that word infirmities covers a gamut of things. Mental, physical, spiritual, financial, any area of your life and my life he's touched with. He's familiar with us. Song said, he knows my name. Every breath that I breathe, every tear that that we cry, every situation we go through, he's touched and knows about it. And with us, even to the end of the age, if you know him today. Don't don't let the enemy of your soul destroy your belief system. Gather together with other believers. Quit worrying about the words of man and start worrying about the words of God. The words of man will fall to the ground, but the words of God will never fall to the ground. Or never touch the ground. They'll go forth and come back and do that which he sent it to do. Never being void, but always being fruitful. Listen, and was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Very man and very God. And he's touched with our infirmities. Like I said, that word means feebleness of body or mind. By implication, malady, moral, moral, moral frailty, disease, sickness, weakness, whatever it might be today, the answer is Jesus Christ. Whew. He makes intercession. Even now, the Bible declares, at the right hand of the Father for me and you. He was tempted, the Bible declares, in all points. In other words, to leave the will of God, to leave his mission, but he didn't, he, he was not moved. And yet, he was without sin, which is a necessity. 
because he's the perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Second Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Verse 16, our last verse today. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. What's our posture? How do we come? Boldly. That we may find mercy and grace in the time of need. It refers to the goodness of God that was poured out through Jesus Christ. We are living in the age of grace. We're living in the church age. We're living in the age of grace and mercy. But when things change and the prophecies of God come to pass and Jesus Christ comes back and the seven-year tribulation period starts, the Bible declares the wrath of God will be poured out. It's going to be an end of this age. The Bible says the end of the world, which means the end of this age. And Jesus said, the first thing he told them when they asked about the end of the world or the end of the age, take heed that no man deceive you by any means. So your faith is under attack. Your belief system is under attack. Well, God's chain. No, no, no. He's the same yesterday and forever. He says, I change not. Well, the word of God doesn't mean anything. No, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word by no means will ever, ever, ever pass away. That's the truth. And the Bible says this truth will set us free. So we talk about the promise of his rest and Christ, the way to God, or our great high priest. One mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Our rest has already been taken care of, bought and paid for. All you have to do is enter into it, and faith unlocks that door. Belief in Jesus Christ. Now, there's times in our lives when we don't feel God, per se. There's times in our lives we can't live on what? Goosebumps and emotions. That we must live by pure faith. We believe that he is. And what he spoke, he'll bring to pass. If he promised you rest, then you have rest. If he promised you reconciliation, then you have reconciliation. And he, and he has in his word. So stand on that today. You'll be moved by what you see. But what's going on in the world, know that this stuff is going on, the, the, the pure chaos that's going on in the world today, we're warned about in the Word of God. We're not the children of darkness, but the children of light. So I pray today that God strengthens all of our faith. We need that today. We need to get our eyes on the prize, so press towards the high mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Labor, he says, to enter into the rest. Lest any man... Fall after the same example of unbelief. What? The example in the wilderness when they provoke God to anger. Why? Because of unbelief or disobedience. Our obedience today is to accept Jesus Christ. Our way today is to accept Jesus Christ. God's plan for redemption. The ultimate plan, the only plan that's needed is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Any other thing? that I ask you or takes away is a falsehood and a lie. Well, he's okay. He was a teacher, you know. Well, 
He's more than okay. The Bible declares that there's coming a day when he will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron. That there will be a total theocracy where he will control. <laughs> when every knee will bow and every, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you don't know him today, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if your faith is being under attack today, if you if 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 you're weak today, you feel like in your faith. But if you if you just have as a grain of mustard seed, the Bible says to stir up the gift of God that's in us. Stir it up. Remember, if you were raised in church as a child, what you learned. Bring back your remembrance. Stir it up. Stir it up. It, it's a seed that was planted in your life years ago. Paul wrote in Romans 10, verse 9, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scriptures say, of whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all. But call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We need to repent. That's a decision. That you decide to repent. You decide to turn and go in another direction. That's where your free will comes in. You can either accept or you can reject. You can either repent or not repent. But these are the days that me and you need Jesus Christ. These are the days that we need this gospel. Time, according to the word of God, I believe is growing very short. I don't know the day or the hour. I'm not going to set any dates. I don't think anybody should set any dates about anything. Because the secret things that belong to God. And he'll give us light as we need light. A need to know basis. But we know that the day and the hour is coming because... Prophecy being fulfilled. We're living that day of chaos. Wars and rumors of war, pestilence, famines, situations, circumstances, unrest. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. Whosoever shall call on his name shall be delivered. Ask him today to bolster your faith. Ask him today to give you a gift of faith. The gift of faith. And also, it's a fruit. The only way we're going to make it is our faith in Jesus Christ and the strength that he has. Paul said, it's not me that lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. Bless your Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. And Lord, we know it won't come back void with you what you sent it to do. You see every situation. Save those that need saved. Help those today that are weak in their faith. Lord, bolster them today. Give them a boost. Lord, let them rest in you today. Heal diseases today. Chronic illness, Father, that the doctor said there's no hope. Father, I ask you to bring miracles in people's lives. You said signs and wonders shall follow those that believe. Lord, you said there will be a power and a demonstration of your gospel in these last days. Not by man, but by you. You said we were chastised for our peace of mind. Bring peace to the mind today. Bring peace to the mind. You said you keep our hearts and our minds through Jesus Christ. We need you so much. We love you, Lord. 
Nothing's going to stop your gospel. It's going forth. Touch, heal, and deliver. You said in your word that your arm not shortened. Neither is your ear covered or cauliflower that you cannot hear the cries of your people. There's no place that you won't come after us, Lord. If we call upon your name. You're mindful of us today. For you so loved the world, you gave your only begotten Son. That whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we thank you today, Lord Jesus, holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Make me to lie down in green pastures. The waters of rest He restores my soul Though I walk through the valley Thou art with me Thou preparest me